0: Hello everybody. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I am your host Jordan Lewis and joining me in the studio I have candidate Doreen Lorenz. How are you doing today? Beautiful day.
1: Can't be, can never have a bad time in June when it's as nice out as it is today.
0: That is true, although I am a fan of cold weather, so. I like rain.
1: So a rainforest is my natural home, and when it does rain, I'm like, bring it. I like the wrath of God rain that really makes you feel that you're alive. Those are my favorites.
0: Oh, I know that. I remember, what was it? I think it was. There was one storm I went through on the North Irish coast that was like that. I was like, yep, I'm okay with this. Everyone else was freaking out, and I was like, it's fine. We work with it. Yeah. Great. They also freaked out over like a barely an inch of snow, and everything shut down. I chuckled very hard the whole day. and I was like, sure, man. You can shut down. I'm going to still go do everything I want to go do, but I.
1: (laughs) You know, it's all has to do with your experience.
0: Definitely, definitely. Now, I do have my standardized list of questions for you since you are a candidate. And the first one I want to talk to you about is obviously something that I know a lot of folks are aware is a very big issue within Juno, and that it would be housing. So how do you want to approach housing? Personally,
1: I want the most beautiful house I can get on the most acreage. (laughs) <laughs> but I realized that for me, that's probably not affordable. So I have some significantly less. And like many people here in Juneau, the cost of housing is really an issue. Other places in the state, it's also an issue. We're not special that way. Um, but the way we approach it is a little bit different because the largest landowner, from my understanding, is the city of Juno. So as long as they're holding these large tracts of land hostage, land costs are going to remain high, which means our property taxes are also going to remain high. I mean, there's a total trickle down. You feel like you're in the Ronald Reagan era there. If the city were to let loose some large tracts of land for development for housing at a reasonable cost, that reasonable cost can be passed on to the person who actually buys the house. Believe it or not, the developer does not have to take that whole cost as profit. There's also things that, from what I understand, are currently available, but for some reason people are not doing. If you go to like Oslo or um, Copenhagen, by the docks, by large construction projects, by places that take seasonal workers, you will see 3 by 10 stacks of container houses that are really nice. I mean these aren't some icky, rusty, thrown together things. These are new containers, they're really nice, they have balconies, they have big windows, and they're affordable for workers. There's there's temporary housing for workers. For some reason nobody's doing that here. And if you know, just one of those units was thirty homes for thirty workers, sixty workers if you want to double people up. So I, I think that it's not a matter of an impossible thing to fix. I think we just need to be a little more creative and give a little bit more of a push to do something that's reasonable in our community so that we have housing for the workers who come in the summer. We have affordable housing for young folks who are just getting started and for retirees who don't need that big house anymore. And then we also have housing for folks who, you know, are just your average worker who want a nice place to live, as well as a few really sweet spots for people who want to spend ridiculous amounts of money and pay really good property taxes to us.
0: Okay. I think that you kind of have some important notes there where you mentioned you often focus on the the affordable aspect of that, making sure that it is available to a broader spectrum of folks.
1: You have to have a whole range of housing available. it It does not behoove you to just have everything in one category. Yeah, you have to spread it around. If you don't have those really large, beautiful homes that are a bazillion dollars, then you're not going to attract the people who have the financing and av- ability to bring work to Juno, you know? And more work to Juno is a really good thing. Quality of life is a really good thing. So if you're the kind of person who has a portable job and you can live anywhere in the world that you want to, you can find Juno to be very attractive. I'm one of those people. I don't have a job in Juno. I don't have any clients in Juno. I'm here because I love the lifestyle. And I'm not the only person who feels that way.
0: Okay. Now, my next my next big topic I had for you was talking about City Hall. Now, I know that has been a very contentious issue pretty much since my time being here. I've heard both sides of this argument, those both in favor of it and those opposed to it. Where do you stand on that issue?
1: It seems obvious to me that the current situation is not something that's tenable. I mean, you can't have a, a building that's not in good repair. You can't be leasing space for city hall forever i mean it's much better to be a landlord than a renter i don't really understand why we have so much deferred maintenance as we do on the building just because of its location long term i think it's something that would probably be smart for one of the native corporations to pick up to add on to that campus that they're expanding where the new city hall ends up being i mean i buy into the fact that it needs to be relocated whether where exactly and what exactly that looks like. I don't have a dog in this fight.
0: Okay. Now, my next topic for you is another one that is, a, it's a call and concern that I hear expressed to me quite often, which is when it comes to crime within Juneau, one of the big concerns would be, you know, dealing with drugs within the community. Where do you stand on that issue?
1: I don't use drugs. Also, I, I think it's a, a hard thing coming from a a city that also has a, a population that goes to prison, makes friends, gets out of prison, doesn't have a way to get back home. And those people are more likely to relapse than not. Folks who, same thing, they go to rehab, they get out, they're more likely to relapse than not. So what they really need is a secure place to bounce, where they have an ability to be taken care of and the ability to to learn how to take care of themselves. I don't know that we have pursued that to its full potential in this community.
0: Okay. Now, this is a similar question that I've asked to other candidates, which is a bit more of an open question, which is, what are are your primary concerns? What are you primarily focused on with your campaign?
1: Affordability. I I think that we're missing some common sense things here. Um, I, I was very discouraged um, looking at the meetings and how things were held and how things were voted on when it came to property taxes. We have this year record taxes in half a dozen different categories. You know, for everything from sales taxes to, you know, the cruise ship port taxes, we have an abundance of money coming in. And instead of buying down the taxes that the average person in Juneau is paying we instead are past the largest budget we've had in forever it would make more sense to me that we would say okay let's look at what's actually going to come out of people's pockets I mean there's that magic math of the mill rate and how much your house is worth this year but that what really matters to people is what they're writing that check for and it's not that hard to figure out that after covid A lot of people are still hurting. A lot of people had to let people go. Business is not what it is. They had several really bad years, and it's gonna take several really good years to bounce back. Now is not really the time to start dipping into folks' pocketbooks when they're feeling scarcity already. The least we could do is level the playing field for them. And in my world, we would make it better. Anchorage managed to lower property taxes 44%. We're raising them significantly. I I think that we can do better. And I that's one thing that is is really a focus for me. It's like day one, how do we make it so that the average person who has a family, has a small business is able to afford to live here with comfort. We should not be scraping
0: by. Okay. Now, to kind of play off of that, we don't have too much time in this first half of the show, so maybe we try and hit the one point, and then we can come back to the other one I want to hit, is, is education. Education is another very important topic. So where do you stand there?
1: Well, as a 100%, I mean, kindergarten through I graduated, actually head start to I graduated, I, I'm an Alaskan born, raised, bred, educated person, and I was here during the boom, so I started out with one of the best educations you could possibly get in Alaska, and that has really benefited me. We're not having that now, and it's, it's hard for Juneau because it's the Alaska State Legislature that's really messing with us. We don't have the wonderful benefits package that teachers used to be able to have, or first responders used to be able to have. Now it's a benefit package that's kind of a, a joke. I mean, you get significantly more going stateside. We need to really push with the legislature to make it so that we can attract the best and the brightest again. Because you need, you can have a building that's falling apart or no building at all. When I was in Pakistan, they held classes underneath a highway overpass. And it was packed full of kids who desperately wanted to learn to read. If you have really great teachers, The forest can be your classroom, and you can learn the skills that you need to be a healthy human and live a good life. But without that great teacher, someone who is supported by the community, someone who is educated in the things that kids need to learn, someone who has the same values that the community has, without being able to attract and retain those teachers, your education is not going to get you where you want it to be for a community. Our, our kids are not going to be learning at the rate they need to. They're not going to be able to read by third grade. They're not going to be able to have the skills that they need to stay in this community and flourish. And that should be the goal. We should want our kids to start at school here and we should want them to live in Juneau and be part of this community to the day they l- take their last breath. That should be the goal and have them be contributing at a high level.
0: Gotcha. we are going to move into our break. When we come back, we'll be chatting with you more. One of those big topics will be the economy, but that'll have to wait until the second half. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. And welcome back to Action Line on KINY. I am still your host, Jordan Lewis. And generally in the studio still, I have candidate Doreen Lorenz. Now, in the last half, we talked a lot about very specific issues, but now I want to move on to a couple of other issues, as well as kind of learning more about your background. That way, folks can get a better sense of who you are but the first issue I want to bring up to you, because you kind of touched on it a little bit, is the economy. And what areas do you think Juno is doing well economically? And what areas do you think it can improve?
1: I think we're doing okay over well on a lot of areas. I think that what we really need is a boost of sugar to get us going. Dock electrification, for example, is a multiplier. And I'm not just talking about electrifying the cruise ship docks. I don't understand why we haven't electrified the entire waterfront. If you have... That kind of infrastructure going on, it's a cost plus multiplier. I mean, the energy still has to have really solid legs. And one of the problems I see Juno having that has really slowed us down going forward, I mean, it's really going to be a holding on to our legs so we can't run at all, is that our electricity does not meet our current needs. It also doesn't meet our future needs. We have all of these electric cars coming in. I'm happy to say that Juno has more electric cars per capita than I think anywhere else in the United States. Great climate for that. We have all these folks putting in heat pumps. We have cruise ships that need electric so that they don't be belching that diesel fume in our direction. Other ports much smaller than Juno in Alaska have transformers on the docks today. Why doesn't Juno? Other places have electric plug-ins for barges that go back and forth. Why doesn't Juno? The lifts, the uh, trucks that take freight back and forth, they're all electric as well. Why doesn't Juno? Why are we not a leader? And when you have that kind of infrastructure, you can also do things like heat your downtown core. There are several places that take the heat and lift it from seawater. And use that to heat buildings, we are right at i mean you can literally touch the ocean I don't understand why we're not doing that. Those kind of things long term make economic viability in a place that is remote so much easier so i would I am definitely a, a long term planner I'm not a reactionist kind of person I'm a build for the ages kind of person um, and I I see that as being something that we need to jump on because it's already slowing us down and eventually it's gonna really trip us up. It's my understanding that Kensington Mine, for example, puts out 17% of the emissions in this area because they're having to burn diesel. Why aren't they on the electric grid? We have Sweetheart Lake, which is like, if God were to make a place where we should have a dam and get electricity, this place is built for that. Why don't we have really strong transmission lines going from Sweethearts Lake all the way over to Kensington. Currently we have a federal government that is bending over backwards to pay for this kind of infrastructure throughout the United States. Why Juno isn't top on the list getting those dollars and investing them in our future is a question I'd really like to have answered in a positive way saying yes we are.
0: Okay, now another more sort of focused aspect of the economy I want to talk to you about is the tourism sector.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what are your thoughts on how juno has been doing in that regard? Because obviously, as a lot of folks know, tourism does play a pretty significant role within Juno's economy.
1: A lot of folks here, that's how they make their living. And I personally come from a place where we call tourist pukers, but at the same time, when my aunt comes to visit me and she arrives on the ferry or she arrives on an airplane or she arrives on a cruise ship, it doesn't matter to me, she's still my aunt coming to visit me and I love her and I want to see her to see everything. And I really appreciate that folks are willing to spend their hard-earned dollars to come up here and appreciate what we have to offer and some of times we take it for granted. The problem we have is that it's all compacted in one area. Downtown and it's really a mess frankly when you have to have crossing guards for tourists. You know things aren't working out well if you go to other cities even if you go to like Oslo or Stockholm you do not see a bunch of cruise ships lined up right downtown It doesn't happen if you go in Scandinavia to to cities that are our size You do not see a bunch of cruise ships lined up downtown It doesn't happen they spread them out over the area Oftentimes, the norm is that people hop off the cruise ship and drive for an hour to get to an excursion. Now, if you're a lady like my mom and your excursion is shopping, then you have a place to take you downtown so that you can get your shopping done. But if you're another person like my cousin who wants nothing to do with shopping, you don't have to muddle through all the stores and all the downtown to get to your wild wilderness excursion. So you need to be able to get those people who are not interested in shopping out of downtown as quickly as possible so that space is for those folks who live there and those people who actually want to spend their money investing in the economy in that way. I love the idea of the Ho- Tuna- Huna Totem Dock because it's at least taking that one ship from the middle of the the port over away from downtown so they can offload and get those folks not going in the city center. I don't understand why you have to have four of them backed up there. Maybe the city can be gracious and pop another one someplace else. I don't know. But I do know that having the tourists, everyone, focus downtown isn't healthy for everybody. And they're not they're not enjoying it as much as they could. And I know that we're not enjoying stepping on top of these people. Plus, we need more excursions.
0: Okay. Now, I want to ask a bit more about who you are, and why you've chosen to run for Assembly.
1: Well, I'm just a normal girl from Alaska. Um, My family's been here forever and a day. Different parts of my family like to remind me they've been here for 10,000 years, and other parts of my family like to remind me it was my great-grandfather who first showed up, the token white part of my family, and um, Gold Rush guy. He came up here to visit his friend who's in the Gold Rush, and fell in love. And I still have the postcard. It's so adorable. He typed it and sent it back to the love of his life, saying, "If you join me in this land, I promise you a lifetime of adventure." And she got in a little plane, flew up to um, the what's now the park strip in Anchorage, and took a train to Seward because at the time there was no road between Anchorage and Seward. And we've been here ever since. And my family's all over Alaska. I was raised to believe that I'm a citizen of the state before I'm a citizen of the U.S., that my political party is whatever's the best for Alaska. Other than that, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm predisposed to... I'm awful to go on vacation with because all I do is look at economic development opportunities and I'm really interested in things like infrastructure. I'm just a boring nerd that way. I hadn't thought really of getting into... Back into politics. I did that when I was young. I was on my way to the post office and the plumber pulled me over and asked me to sit on city council because I was a reasonable person who had common sense. And the rest of the folks in council were wanting to do things like retroactively raise port fees 40%, you know, just crazy things. So I, I was on city council in Seward, served my term, and have been volunteering ever since. You know, I'm always involved in some kind of committee or commission. Um, public service is just part of what we do in my family. It's our, our heritage. But when the t- property tax issue came up, and I, I was actually complaining about the property taxes as we play in Seward, and folks here are like Doreen, which you're hitting the 10% raise you got in Seward this year on your, I have um, property that I share with my daughter, is nothing compared to the 30% we got on our home and the 50% we got in our business and how it's unsustainable. And they're not being able to, live here anymore. Some One family told me they were going to have to tap out their credit cards to pay their taxes this year, and it shouldn't be that way. It just shouldn't be that way, and that's something I know how to fix. It's not some pie-in-the-sky idea that's going to take a 100 years to come to pass, and I think that the folks on council, on the assembly, were being unreasonable in that. Also, I have a little bit of heartburn that they're spending money to advocate instead of educate citizens. That kind of rubs me a little bit the wrong way. I mean, I don't have a problem if the citizens want to build a brand new city hall or not. That, that's not my issue. But you shouldn't spend public funds to advocate for a ballot issue. That to me is isn't, inappropriate. Isn't so those things are fixable things within my tool shed. And so I, I thought I'd throw my hat in the ring.
0: Gotcha. Well, Doreen, thank you for coming in. I do appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. And, you know, elections are in October, so we'll have to see what happens.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It's been fun getting back into the radio world.
0: (laughs) All righty. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.